Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Devoted Life podcast. We're your hosts, Stephen and Tracy, and we're so happy to be back with you guys. Um, as you might have noticed, we actually didn't upload an episode last week, and that's because um, the prior week we had said that we were going to talk about um, some difficult topics that aren't really talked about openly too much within the church. And um, we decided uh, to really focus on the topic of pornography addiction. And we knew we were going to face some um, opposition spiritually, like from the enemy uh, doing this, because he definitely doesn't want... Uh, any light to be shown on that topic. And so this is, uh, yeah, I mean, we we face so many technical difficulties, Um, several attempts to try to record that episode, and it just would not process for us. So we had to come up with a plan B on how to get this recorded, really, and um, try try it this way. So, um, yeah, we we uh, I mean, we weren't surprised by it, but it is, you know, it is like a bit frustrating. And you do take a deep breath and you say, well, we're just gonna keep going and pray, you know, and just we know that because God is mightier than the enemy. Um, this will go forth and this will reach people and, and be able to be a help to people. Um, so we thank you all for, um, those of you who are checking out this episode, we hope you find it helpful. And if you know someone who's struggling with these issues, um, feel free to send them this episode. Uh, because we will have some resources and things we'll share for you guys at the end. And uh, as always, you can follow us on social media at the Devoted Life Podcast on Instagram and the Devoted Life on Facebook. And then you can also support our podcast via PayPal, our merch store, or on Patreon. And we appreciate all the support we're getting thus far. Um But yeah, so I think we'll just jump right into it and and dive right into this topic. Um, Stephen's really going to lead this one because this is a topic the Lord really has put on his heart to really take a deep dive into because it is such an issue within the body of Christ, Um, not just in the world, um, there's a lot of notable preachers that we highly respect that have come out and that's part of their testimony as they struggled with pornography addiction and they were leading churches, planting churches and, um, do, I mean, doing amazing things for the kingdom, but secretly struggling with this. And so Stephen's really been, I think, really, really reading up and, and, um, doing a lot of looking into and research on this for, 
I would say the past year easy, maybe even a little longer than that. And, uh, and you know, just the things you kind of uncover are actually quite surprising. And um, I didn't know some of these things. So it was, you know, I learned some stuff through that, which is always a good thing. Um, but yeah, uh, we're just gonna, like I said, just kind of really shine some light on this, you know, expose this and, you know, we're, we're taking back territory yeah. for the Lord in this. So absolutely. Yeah. Well, you know, one of the, <clears throat> one of the things that I, that I was, you know, over the last maybe year or so that I've been reading up on this stuff and kind of researching and kind of, you know, look into the into that stuff is that a con, there's always a consistent theme in any type of addiction, um, and this one in particular is that a very common thing is that with young men and women, and everybody always assumes that it's mostly men that have issues with this. And one of the things that I came across was that it's just as big of a problem for young girls and women as well, mm-hmm. and equally as much as it is for men. And um, and another thing I know I came across is that a lot of these people that struggle with this now, either whether it's later on in life or from the time when they're young when they're exposed to that stuff, is that they're, there's usually, an, there's an overwhelming majority of it is people, these kids or people were exposed to this stuff at a very young age, whether through um, just being exposed to pornography in general or uh, sexual trauma or abuse. Mm-hmm. Um, which, I mean, that's sad. Yeah. It really is because in, in a lot of cases, there's no choice in that. No. You know, you, and then once, you know, once that innocence is taken, especially through trauma or abuse, um, it's like you can't go back mm-hmm. from that. I mean, you know, the sad thing is there's not a lot of, uh, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of resources for that for people that have come out of that because there's, a, there's so in there. And then on top of that, there's so much shame involved in it. Yeah. Um, you, nobody wants to talk about that. Nobody wants to say, hey, I've been struggling with this for x amount of years and this happened to me and i mean there's people just don't talk about that stuff right right well and i think you know obviously i'm sure you know people are like getting counseling you know through their pastor or their church or whatever you know they could be obviously discussing these things in private but i think there's something that just would be so helpful to actually speak on this from the platform um, because it's it's still quite, I guess you would say it's kind of taboo. It's like this elephant in the room that's this... Everybody knows it exists, everybody a, sees it, everybody knows it's yes. around, but nobody wants to talk yeah. about it. Yeah, and I think... I mean, people will touch on it. Yes. But it's never really like talked about as yeah. on a whole. It's just like addressed briefly yeah. in the context of, of the bigger picture of whatever the sermon happens to be, whether it's right. just about addiction in general... And those happen to bring up pornography. Well, and I, I mean, I get it if, you know, if, 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 you know, certain leaders or pastors don't feel comfortable on taking a deep dive into it because they really can't relate to it or maybe, maybe yeah. they just haven't been led of the Lord to really do that. Right. Um, and maybe they just don't feel like that's their lane. Right. And, now, you know? and in no way is this a criticism of that because right. there no. probably are pastors, preachers right. out there that have. Right. It's just nobody that I've come across yes. personally. But so I think, in, and then maybe, okay, maybe have a guest speaker that could come in that did overcome that, right. that did struggle with it. Because I, I just think it's, we have to remove that taboo and that stigma and, and start really having the open conversation about it. Because we once, think about, well, 
not to interrupt, but yeah. I mean, to think about how do you, if you shine light on mm-hmm. darkness, yeah. it's not darkness anymore. Right. It's out in the open. It's, it's out in the light, exposed yes. by the light. And then yeah. it doesn't carry, I don't know, some of the, some it's of that, the, that power that yeah. it has in keeping yeah. you, in you that, yes. in that cycle of shame yeah. is, is, is kind of weakened, yes. you know. And I, and I think that's the, that's the key, you know, to that is that it just needs to be openly discussed. And, um, and, and so in it, cause then I think it helps the people that are struggling that they, it takes that stigma off of them. Mm-hmm. They're like, Oh, Oh, like it's, it, it, it's something they don't feel that, like they have to hide it. Right. And I think, I don't know, just in doing that, right. that removes some of that, you know, yeah. Um, cause it's not this, Ooh, hush, hush thing. Like, you know, Oh, I can't say that word or something. And right. it's like, come on, man. You know, it, it, and the thing is, is it's shocking. It's shocking how much of an issue it is in the body of Christ. Well, it's I mean, it's, it's a very worldly issue, but it's, it permeated the mm-hmm. Christianity more than you would think. Yeah. People do struggle with that. And I think that goes with, along with that shame thing, you know, mm-hmm. they they don't want to admit that they're a Christian and they struggle with pornography. Yeah. I mean, who, right. who, who wants who to, who wants right. to talk and say that, you know, that's, right. that's a tough thing. And I think it needs to be an open dialogue. It does. It does. There's just something in that. Um, but, uh, you're going to fix it unless you expose it. No. And, and that's the thing. I mean, and honestly, that's why the enemy hates that so much yeah. because if it stays hidden, he has power. Well, we've, we've seriously, had, we, we, we have a pastor that, that talked about, has talked about this before. And he said, the intense spiritual warfare he dealt with in exposing mm-hmm. that, you know, yep. and we kind of felt a little bit of that trying yep. to get, just trying to get this episode said, done oh, yeah. because last week we yeah. just could not, we nope. couldn't make any headway on it. Nope. So. And so we just had to regroup and go, okay, plan yeah. B and we're doing it. We're still doing it. So third time's a charm. Right. We're just doing it in a different way right. in a different format. And, um, but it's like, it's not going to stop us. You know, if we have to do it, at, you know, 10 times, 20, right. <laughs> we'll, we'll still do it. I mean, you know what I mean? It's So I don't know. I mean, the, I don't know, the fortitude <laughs> that you have when you have yeah. God on your side yeah. is just unlike anything. And, and that, you know, and how, you know, Holy Spirit empowers us and, and gives right. us that. Um, it's like, no, he's not going to win. The enemy is not going to win. And we're, we're doing this and it will go forth. It will yeah. go forth. It will reach people. It will help people. It will shine the light into the dark places, and that's just, that's going to happen in Jesus' name. Yeah. Well, you know, going back to what I had mentioned, how, you know, young people being exposed to this. A lot of people a lot of people that have addictions with it, as adults, were exposed to it at a young age or through sexual abuse, trauma. Mm-hmm. Um, I was exposed just to the pornography, the imagery, you know, at a, at a way younger. I mean, nobody ever should be exposed to that garbage anyways. No. Um, but I was exposed at a, at a very young age, and so I can relate to that. Yeah. Um, I said, but you know, when I was a kid, you know, it was a lot harder to come by, you know, to find that stuff. Mm-hmm. If you were seeking, you know, for whatever reason you were seeking out through addiction, you know, you had some addiction to it. But now, I feel for kids, and you know, I really do, and young people, because I mean, you can't turn on the TV, you, you know, pick up your phone, man, you, you have to guard your eyes constantly. There's like an endless supply of mm-hmm. images and videos basically in your pocket. Yeah. Everybody carries a phone on them. Yeah. Um, and accessing it really doesn't require any human interaction. 
Um, and that's why, you know, it's not surprising that, um, that pornography is so addictive in, in the world we live in right now. Um, you know, the internet's a, basically a digital landfill. Yeah. Just full of garbage. And, and if I had, you know, if we had young kids now, I wouldn't let them on there until they're 18 years old. Yeah, I know. Just because of the garbage that's on there. But, um, so it doesn't surprise me that it's become an even bigger problem because it's, you know, the, you know, the evolution of technology and everything, you know. Well, and it's, I mean, yeah, it's that. It's just so easily accessible. But then also, it's also just the culture. Everything is right. so over-sexualized. Like, yeah. you can't watch anything, I swear. that Well, that's why we don't watch new stuff. Like, we, we really don't watch TV, really, or movies that are you know mainstream Not stuff you can, but man you have to be really careful now we watch a lot of classic old school like tv because it was just different back right. then nowadays it's like it's getting younger and younger i mean it existed the, back yeah. when we were kids too but it's yeah. it's way worse but it's now. like they're targeting younger and younger you know the over sexualization of girls and it's just getting younger and younger even with like well, you clothes got that you got that the targeting of like you said the targeting of with with the way their, yeah. The clothes they make for young people now, um, it's it's kind of disturbing, you know. It really yeah. is. I mean, well, and how you see like over sexualization of well, and you in younger and younger. Yeah. It just gets, it's just it's disturbing. Yeah, like I think like back when I was like thirteen or something. Yeah, I looked like a thirteen-year-old girl. Nowadays, some of those girls look, look like, like they're, they're twenty. 20. Yeah. Like what? Yeah. That is scary. That is just that just petrifies me. Well, it's a really. I, like, like I said, like I feel, I feel for young people nowadays because they yeah. got so much stuff they're bombarded with. You know, you got yeah. not just the the guarding your eyes and stuff, whether you're on your phone or watching TV yeah. or you know just just driving around. We've seen stuff, you know, yes. billboards. I'm mm-hmm. um, going into stores. Some of the clothes they push. Um, the whole social media issue with all the gender confusion and all that stuff. It's just it's it's just like they're constantly bombarded with. Yeah, things of a sexual nature, you know. Yeah, it's everywhere. Right. Well, and then the other thing too is like, um, going back to like saying, you know, when when you know if you've been exposed to this stuff at a young age and through either trauma, abuse, or just exposed to that content, um, the thing is, is and I think people need to really get this because you literally when you you have conversations like this with people when they talk about things happening, you know, to kids and when you're young and they're like, oh, that's not fair. No. Yeah, it's not. But the enemy doesn't play fair. Yeah. Fair is not in his vocabulary. So no. the unfortunate thing is when you experience a trauma or abuse that was not your fault, um, that you were the victim, that that opens a door mm-hmm. to the enemy to come in your life because yeah. it's it just is it's an access point and Creates that's mm-hmm. and that's where you see a lot of people especially well it can be guys could have it too just be promiscuous in girls too i mean both they can just be over well they're they're over sexual at a young age and they can be promiscuous and like whatever very early way earlier than they should be that's um you know, and, you know, I, you know, for my personal story, you know, I was exposed to that stuff at a young age and I also suffered, you know, abuse. So 
you know, in that moment, the moment that happens, something happens in your brain. Mm-hmm. It literally, you're like something just twists and you, like it's an innocence thing. Your innocence is taken away because you're privy to things you have no business being privy to that you can't even understand. You can't, you really can't, your comprehension of what you're experiencing and seeing as a kid, like you don't even, it's just not there, you know? And you're very, and the thing is, is going for, you know, you're different because like your other friends, you're like, well, I know about all this stuff. And then, you know, of course you don't talk about it or whatever, or maybe you do, I don't know. Depends on the situation, but you definitely do feel different. Like I knew, I knew stuff that my other friends didn't. And so you feel weird. Like you feel Mm -hmm. odd, like you don't fit in, like you're over here in this different category. And, and then it was, it was just really crazy because I, I say, you know, when you get saved, you, you can go back and survey your life and see all the areas that God was in and hit where his hand was in your life. But at the same time, you, you can look and survey your life and see where the enemy really was too. And once you understand, right. you know, some of the deeper things about how the enemy gains access to your life and stuff like that through different things, um, that you look and, and for me, I was so shocked, I guess, to see such a short period of time in my childhood where it was one thing after another after. I mean, this, I mean, he was trying to take me out as a kid. Like he was trying to put so much pressure and so much trauma on me that I think he, his plan was to try to really destroy me as a young woman and as an adult. Right. And in, in my future relationships. Now, can I say that kind of happened? Yeah, but... Kind of on that path for a while. Yes, but God. <laughs> Even if you're not walking with God and you're not looking at God, he still has his hand there and he will still help navigate you and bring certain situations and people around you and to divert that. Of course, you have free will. You can choose yes or no or whatever. And you don't, And at the time, you don't know what's God. You don't know what's God until later. You know what I mean? Until you have that knowing. Well, yeah, you'll get to a point saying. in your life, like I can look at my you know, life now and look back. There are definitely points in my life where I definitely God was there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But um, so, yeah, so it's pretty crazy when you see that and go, well, up until this point, it was like the enemy's plan was working. But that, I mean, not to the, well, I believe he wanted me to, like end it you know or something he he wanted to push me over the edge and to just really tear me down to nothing um and try to really just ruin that part of like having a healthy relationship right right you know with with a you know well the, a man. the, the problem with exposure to that stuff and you know seeing stuff oh, no. i mean you shouldn't see it anyways but is it it really skews and skews our views of men, women, and sex in general, you know? So it kind of almost like it rewires your mind. It rewires your, it does. You know, rewires mm-hmm. your brain, you know? Yeah. So it gives you that messed up view of, you know, men, women, sex. And so um, 
Well, it's perverted, right? It's perverted. Well, perver- yeah. that's what the enemy is in the perverting business. So, so a big part of that is, is you know being renewed in the spirit, you know, in your mind and and, learn, and relearning to view men and women in the image of God. Yes. You know, it's kind of relearning that because you're yeah. you know, from that rewiring. So, yeah. so when you consider um, basically what porn does, other than rewiring it, you know, it basically weaponizes your mind against you. Um, it teaches you to view others, you know, men and women as objects of consumption instead of people. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just something to consume. Oh, it's no big deal. Yeah. And society treats it like <clears throat> that it's it's. That it's no big deal, you know? It's like as Mm -hmm. simple as ordering what you're going to eat for breakfast at the local McDonald's or something. Mm -hmm. You know, it's no big deal, and that's the way society treats it. So, you know. Well, we got to think it's very, um, I don't know. I mean, there's no human connection. So it's that already is such a twisted thing that there's no, which obviously, you know, and you're, you know, intimacy is meant for a husband and wife, right. <laughs> you know, um, but it, so that already is wrong anyway, because it's not, those right. scenarios are never that, but, um, but the, there's no, that's our, that's not natural for us as human beings and the way God designed that right. it was, we're supposed to have human connection as husband and wife right. to keep that sacred you know, well, the sacred Well, what the devil does, he takes God's gift of sexual intimacy, which yes. is meant for a husband and wife, mm-hmm. and he perverts it and la- yeah. layers it with shame. So yeah. you got the issue of being addicted to it, and then you're ashamed, so you don't talk about it, so it never gets resolved, it never gets fixed, you never get out of that cycle mm-hmm. of addiction with yeah. that. So, yeah. You know. Yeah, it's... Um, I mean, and it's, it's um, interesting, too, how... Like I said, you know, when it does do that rewiring and it is something happens in, in that moment. But then it it's it's crazy because, like, for me, I like I wasn't addicted to porn or anything. No. You know, like I wasn't into that stuff until right. way later in life. But, again, still the enemy's plan, right? right. Oh, yeah. Because he was like, well, I'm going to still have, it, it, you know, you're when you're not... I don't know when you when you haven't been saved and, and the Lord hasn't come in and done a work in you when you're still in the world and you're broken, even though some of those things kind of go dormant, you're mm-hmm. still broken. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then they just manifest in, right. in just different ways at different times in your life. And that was like, I don't know. And, it, you know, I think it it's kind of it goes along with that, you know, when you don't have the Lord in your life, that it's nothing in your life is ever enough. You're, you're constantly seeking and searching. You want more, 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 more of more, you know, you want to feel something more. You want to, whatever, you're just, you're never satisfied. Right. So I think even in a sexual sense, that's why that happens even if for like me it was way later Mm -hmm. before i mean obviously before i was saved but that's why though because it was like this always that same thing that that's seeking the next thing it's never enough i what what can i i need more of this or more i don't know it's just well it's like a slippery slope yeah it is it really is yeah 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 well i think it's important you know the thing with what the devil does is perverting 
sexuality in and of itself is not it's not a bad thing within the confines of marriage because yeah. um, it's what you do with that sexuality is what whether it's right or wrong you know right you know if you follow if you're a follower of Christ yeah. our aim should be to steward our sexuality in a way that honors God's design yes and the devil wants to do the opposite of that he cheapens it yeah you know world the you know you can look at the look at the world yeah I mean sex is no big deal everybody acts like it's just nothing. Has no meaning. It has no value. Like that um, intimacy that's meant for a husband and wife is like no right. value in the world at well, all. You know, God created sex to be an expression and celebration of the prom- covenant promise of marriage. Mm-hmm. Not to be something that's fleeting and no big deal and treated yeah. as cheap, you know? Yes. Um, well, and it's, it's like, uh, you know, now in our culture, in the world... It's promiscuity is celebrated. Right. It's just it's like you get a prize like you, oh well, you're they, so like cool people like joke about it like they they hold you up like oh it's so cool yeah. and neat and I'm like mm, no <laughs> no and it's it's yeah. sad well, and it's I because, you know when you, you know, when you it's kind of like um, like being sex being linked to their identity you know to mm-hmm. identity you know yeah. So it, and that was never meant like what it was supposed of, to be. Right. Where it's no. not supposed to be. That is not supposed to be linked to your identity at all. That's supposed to be linked to you being married. Right. <laughs> that's it. Right. Like yeah. that is part of being married. Yeah. That's it. Like that's the that's where it begins and ends. It's for you to be married, for you to pro- procreate, for you. Yeah. You know. Well, you know the world treats it treats sex, pornography, you know, pornography, whatever you want. Whatever is it's like there's no consequence like it's non consequential you know yeah kind of like as, as like I said a little bit ago a little bit ago is like as simple as choosing what to eat you know like it's just there's no consequences Mm-mm. you know at the same time being linked to identity and your maturity yeah. um, and like linked to some personal fulfillment as mm-hmm. a human being like you have to do this stuff you're not gonna be personal fulfilled as a human right you know um, sex was never designed to carry that kind of a burden that's not what it was created for Mm-mm. you know well and then it's it's interesting too because you'll get people be like well but what if i'm just watching porn and i'm not being promiscuous and i'm not sleeping around and i'm not living a reckless life what do you think and, about what's the bible say about that yeah yeah <laughs> you know what's it i mean you can't even remember the verse where it talks about that it says you know if you've you view someone with lust in your heart You've already committed. You basically have committed adultery yeah. with them already. Well, and that's what you're doing. You're looking at someone else, right? Who's not anyone to you, right? Even if you're not no. married, you're still. That's basically essentially right. in a form of adultery. It right. That's, yeah. You know, and I don't know. I can't remember what that verse is, but yeah. Um, well, and it's perversion. It's still a perversion. It's sexual perversion. Right. It's and what's perver- perversion means? It means the wrong version. So. Right. That's why it's wrong too, right. <laughs> you know. And and we're not doing this as like you know with condemnation or judgment. No. We're just going by what what's the word say? You know right. what what's what's it look like in 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 a healthy construct of living a healthy Christian life? Yeah, we're not. God doesn't intend us to be addicted to anything. No, because that's bondage. He doesn't want us in bondage. Like what he and the thing is is like what it, I mean. You got to think he went to the cross. For every single thing, he does not want us to be in bondage. Well, you think about it, like, you know, I've heard the question, you know, how serious is sin? I've actually heard that. I was like, well, if you want to know how serious God is about sin, 
what did you what was done on the cross? Mm-hmm. What yeah, did Jesus you, go through yeah. to wash away our sins? Yeah. That shows you right there in that instance, right there, how serious he is about sin. Yeah. You know, the thing is, we're not here. It's not like Tracy said; it's not here to bash anybody here, mm-hmm. but it, it's this needs to be. It needs to be. A, it needs to be yes. a discussion yes. and a topic that it's yeah. openly talked about. More, you know, shine that light on it because. And this should produce compassion in, yes. in people that were exposed to pornography yes. at a young age or whose pornography use came about as a result of sexual yes. abuse or trauma because they didn't have a choice in that. No. I mean, of course. And, you know, and, and I always say it's it's so amazing how our God can take a mess and turn it around to be a blessing. Right. It's so amazing how he does that. Mm-hmm. He takes our mess and he turns it into something beautiful. And he does it every single time. There isn't anything that's lost when he comes in ever and the thing is is the the thing that such that gives me you know such hope is that there was a reason we went through what we went through because of where god's taking us and and what we know where where we're going to go with the lord you know in our life and the thing is is that we'll be able to relate to people. We can actually have these conversations with people yeah. in real, re, real, you know, it just, it's real, it's authentic, you know? And, right. and so our compassion, obviously people can have compassion that haven't gone through it too, but it's a different level. I think when you've gone through it yourself and you can really relate and connect to someone mm-hmm. in that way and just, I just don't think people understand that shame and that um, that brokenness that you feel, yeah. and you feel like so no way out, and yeah. you feel so tainted too after, and not just you know the pornography addiction that can come with that, but also just from the trauma and abuse that you you just you feel so broken, but, you really do, and you yeah. feel powerless, and you feel right. like so many things, and I think. You know, when you can really have an authentic, open, and honest discussion with someone, having gone through that yourself, there's something powerful that can happen in that. And that, how, right. again, how God uses that to, to help get people free. Right. You know, he uses people like, and I know that, I mean, we've had some crazy supernatural things where we've encountered the presence of the Lord and he's spoken to us about that especially you, like, you know, you, you asked him, I don't know, was it a dream or a vision that you had when you asked him, why did I, why did I go through all this? Um, I'm trying to remember what that was. That was one of the two. I really can't remember. That was a while back. Yeah. And he said, I needed to make you strong for a reason. I need you to be strong for a reason. Yeah, I mean, need you to be strong Basically, for some, a reason. Something along those lines. Because yeah. you were just at, you were like crying out to him and just asking him, why though? Why did I endure all this stuff? Why did I go through all this stuff? And it was that, and then you asked him, and why did why did I get saved such well, later well, in life? Well, if you, if you think, I mean, this is not really off topic, but yeah. if you think most people, the best people to help people that are struggling with something are people that have been through the, themselves. Yeah. You know, the yeah. best person to help somebody that's dealt with sexual trauma or abuse is someone that has been through it and recovered from it yeah. and overcame it. Yeah. And God will use those people yes. to help yeah. ones that have dealt with that. Yeah. And that's why I felt so strong about talking about this because this needs to be talked about because 
people need to know that there's help out there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's not hopeless. Right. It's not hopeless. And they're not hopeless. Yeah, right. there is hope. Right. There is hope. And, and, there, and we talked, you know, I talked about compassion. And there needs to yes. be compassion, you know, because in many cases, people use, you know, you know they become promiscuous or they view porn as, a, it's like a, almost like a something to meet an under, an, some underlying um, yeah. issue that they have that they haven't overcame. Well, and they're not healed, right? right. They're broken. There's no so healing. they, they no, haven't gone through right. that healing. Yeah. So it's almost like they're putting a band-aid on a gash wound. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're just trying to it's you, almost like self-medicating, right. I guess. In, in the stuff in, the, in yeah. all the reading that I did, I I mean there, there's a small percentage, but there's a it's an extremely small percentage of people who just got into porn because. Yeah. Or started watching yes. it or you know whatever. Yeah. It's always again, probably a ninety some percent of people was because exposure at a young age mm-hmm. or trauma or abuse yeah. of a sexual nature. Yeah. So that's where I talk about that. I'm so harsh. I harp on that compassion thing because in those cases, they did not have a choice in that. Nope. Nope. You know, and they need help. They need help. They need to know that they don't need to be ashamed of what they had no control over. Yes. They don't have to go it nope. alone. Yeah. And they, there is freedom in that. Yep. There is freedom. Mm-hmm. I mean, there is a light at the end of the tunnel, and I think that's why it's so important that we that we shine a light into that 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 dark corner of the room, you know, that yeah. nobody wants to go to. Well, and I mean, I mean, this I guess is kind of. I mean, this isn't really off topic, but it's really not on topic. But how the Lord has um, really placed a burden on my heart, and I mean a burden in the best sense. That means when the Lord really. Put, he, he he is just putting something, it's that weight on you, like that you want to just help people in this way, um, that the Lord's put that burden on my heart for young moms, for teen moms, because I was a right. teen mom. Yeah. And the thing is, is when that, when I was going through that, again, all I have to say is, but God, I, I'm not saying God blesses sin, but right. I'm telling you what, his, his mercy right. and his grace, right. there's a reason why our God is our God, because no one can do that. Only he can do that. And even in that, I was surrounded with so much amazing support and love and yeah. not judgment. And now I'm sure, am I so naive that I think people didn't say things behind my back or yes i'm sure they did because that's a i mean that wasn't a common thing you know in my small town (laughs) um but i never felt it in public like i never even at my school i didn't feel it at all but you know what was the craziest thing i would have never walked in a church as a pregnant mom never because of my experience at church because I experience a spirit of judgment, religion, not this presence of God. Right. Right. And I would have never, you couldn't have drugged me to a church. I would, because I, I just knew I was, all I was going to get was judgment and condemnation. Right. I mean, I grew up around that too, that, that spirit of religion, very judgy, gossipy. Um, and that's one thing I was like, Lord, when he really started, again, this was probably, uh, I mean, 
it's been a while. I mean, he really a year and then it was other things within the year where he showed me, he connected all these things for me with eventually a ministry is going to be birthed out of this and all these things connected for me. And I was like, whoa, like it was so much that I, I think when the Lord kind of encounters you and he shows you that and he's, you know, speaks to you and confirms things to you about what he's piecing together and what he's going to have you do. Like, and we always talk about this, that in those moments, you never, you feel so small <laughs> and not, and not like a belittle, belittling way, but you're like, but who am I? But then at the same time, you're like, well, I know why I know he's going to use me because he's going to take my mess. Right. And make it a blessing for somebody else right. to help people. And I was thinking, because I was, I think you and I had talked, and I said, there's got to be a place for those girls. Right. Why don't I see young young girls in church that are, you know, young moms? Why? Yeah, you don't see a lot of that. I'm like, it, it's, and I'm, and I'm, I'm going to tell you, it's because they feel the same way I felt. Maybe, yeah. I feel like that's well, the they thing. they experience judgment from all around them, from other people. So they just assume if that they're going to experience that same yep. thing. Yeah. That should be the last thing that you think. That should be the, that should, the church should be the one place that they should feel safe. Yeah. Yeah. In that case. That's the first place they should want to go. Well, because, okay, so where, what's young, where, if, if, if the church isn't receiving these young moms, who's receiving them? The world. Mm-hmm. And parenthood. Yes. And yeah. when they're under pressure and under duress, what do they do? Yeah. They decide to abort. Right. Because they don't feel yeah. like they, they, they're not talked to about all the other options, like they adoption like, well, well, or if they want to, you know. And a lot of it's due to pressure, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that shame. Yeah. It's a shame Again, that, It all comes down to shame. It In does. most cases, it's the shame factor. And that's such a tactic of the enemy. He loves keeping you locked well, in shame. Yeah, shame is from the devil. I mean, God, oh, God if, you, if you feel ashamed about anything, that ain't God. No, there's no shame and condemnation in Christ. Don't. Well, that's why it's so important, you know, as a believer, you know, even if, you're, even if you are struggling with that, that you are in that prayer, you're in prayer every day. Yeah. And you're having your, your daily yeah, encounters with God. Yeah. Um, and, you have, and having a repentant heart, too. Um, mm-hmm. God knows what you're struggling with. He knows you're struggling with before you do. Um, but daily prayer, I mean, if you're not in daily prayer every day, I mean, you're doing yourself a huge disservice. Um, and we talk about daily encounters. We That's a big thing at our church. At our church mm-hmm. And I'm going to let you explain that, kind of what that is, so people can understand what that actually mean by that. Well, um, well, I'll just say daily encounter actually isn't, necessarily prayer i'm not saying you can't pray in your daily encounter but it's really not prayer it's just your time that you set aside to just be in the presence of the lord that you're just you're with him and you and you're telling him lord i'm 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 with you like you're having a conversation with somebody that yeah and you're like god's next time you have a conversation with him you're separating this time unto him like he's your father, your counselor, and that you're talking to him about yes. all the trouble, you know, yeah. things you're dealing with. Yeah. And and you may connect, you know, for me, it's just, you know, in quiet. Solitude. You know, that's, you know yeah. in the morning, early, before everybody else is up, I have my coffee, mm-hmm. and that's my time. Other people we know, while they're out jogging, mm-hmm. yep. they have conversations with God while they're jogging. And that, yep. 
you know, because that works for them or through exercise or maybe going on on a walk, maybe being in nature. Nature's one, yeah. Yeah. So it looks different for everybody. It just depends on how that works, how that, how that looks for you. Um, yeah. And there's a lot of, it's, it's really interesting. And, and I love that I, we've learned that because I think people always think, well, number one, I don't think people have even really understood what that is in general in the modern day church. And then also to under, because you just think, oh, I have to connect with them like the pastor does or something. Right. You know what I mean? Like you don't have your own personal. And this is why, where we really, really draw that line. And, well, and it's about the, relationship, not religion. Well, it comes it's to that comparison. About, don't, com, don't ever compare yourself no. to how somebody else connects or right. how, what their prayer life is. Oh, I need to be like them. No, no, no. It's just personal to you. And, and, you know, and, and I'll just give an example for myself. Like I have my key ways that I connect with God, like my top ones, but that doesn't mean that you can't go through a season where it changes. It's not like you're locked into it and you don't get like ritualistic with it. And like, like, Oh, I can't do it unless I do it like this. Like, no, no. because that just gets into spooky, weird (laughs) territory. And you don't want that. You just, it just needs to just be, right. I don't know. Not, I, I think it's just something that it just, it's just part of your, your routine, you know? And I don't mean like, like part of it to where you, oh, I just go through the motions because right. you definitely want to be intentional with right. it and, well, and, you know, pre, you know, really right. be, you know, there, you know what I mean? Well, and to, and to clarify something, you know. So there's no confusion. Yeah. There is only one way to God. Yes. We all know through that. Jesus. The Bible says that it's through Jesus. Yes. But there are many ways you can connect, connect with God. Right. Yes. So those are not the same. No, so I just want to clarify that for yes. our listeners. Yes. Um, be like, they're talking about some spooky stuff on the podcast. No. Um, but no, like for me, it has changed a bit. And because I, I, I kind of was talking to the Lord, I said, Lord, why does it feel so this way that I used to, you know, in, you know, connect with you, it just feels not like it's literally like dry and like there's nothing. Cause I don't, I mean, I think if you're encountering God and you're being intentional, always, you know, he'll always encounter you in many different ways. And I just felt like in my spirit, like it's because I'm doing something different. Like I'm, we're changing some, you know, it's different right now in this season and now mine has really changed to creative being creative and connecting with god which we say is expression and then mine is also through um like nature through creation like i can just sit and just stare and and one time i was listening to like instrumental worship music and they had visuals of like nature scenes and stuff um and just watching the nature scenes and then they had like up close pictures of like flowers and stuff and just watching that on the screen i mean i was just weeping at just the beauty i was like god only you could do that only you could create these magnificent things like you're the only creative god like that could do this like and i just was so overcome and so it's cool how it it can change you're not locked into like What is that really, you know, that relation, having that relationship and being in prayer is, is huge. Yes. Um, and being consistent with it. Um, there, and there's, and there's people, um, a few people that we, uh, highly respect that, that are good 
people to follow up on with this topic. And if, if there's more that you want to dig deeper into this and or if you're just interested in this episode, one is Vlad. Um, Savchuk. Savchuk from um, Hungry, Generation. Hungry Generation in uh, Washington Pasco, State. Washington, yeah. Um, very good. He His testimony is amazing because he came out of... Mm-hmm. You know, he and had, he wrote a book on it. Right, he wrote... Yeah. He's wrote a lot on there. He has a YouTube channel on and so, and he has all teachings social, on it. It's good. Right. I highly recommend. Right. Very good on, on I mean, he de- he goes like deep dive. Right. It's good. Yes. Very good. Stuff. And again, he struggled with it himself. So you right. know, he has got firsthand firsthand knowledge. Of that. Yes. So it that I mean, he he, he I, we were so impressed with his stuff because not everyone goes deep. And he's dive. blatantly honest about it too. Yeah, this he is. is yeah. This is the deal. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's, yeah. Which I really, really appreciate that. We need more of that. Yeah. And then um, uh, Alexander good. Pagani is another good one. He talked about that. Yeah. Where he was, he had been pastoring for, what, 10 years or something? Mm-hmm. Or and, and, and yeah, and silently struggling with that. Silently struggling with that and finally got delivered from that and what that was like. Mm-hmm. He talks about that very yeah, openly. Yeah, powerful. Very yeah. powerful. Oh, and he said something funny too. Crack me up. He said, well... Because he'll do, he'll hop on and do lives sometimes, and then people right. can do, like, ask him anything on the live. Right. And someone asked him some about pornography addiction or something, and he was like, "Well, he goes the best one of the best practical advices I could give you. He's like, number one, pray in the Holy Ghost. You can't do porn and pray, pray in the Holy Ghost at the same time. It just don't work." Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So if you have the gift of tongues. Do that, and if not, ask the Lord to. Right, and there's and there's lots of other there's other resources. You know, for if you know people or if you yourself struggle with that. I mean, having a obviously we talked about being in prayer and having those daily encounters, and you know, an accountability partner is a big one too. I I've seen that as a as a big thing that works for a lot of people. Have somebody that you that you trust, obviously that you can confide in, that you can that can help you with that, that can keep you and kind of keep you honest. You know, Um, and there's lots of other resources for like. Um, if you have a cell phone, there's there's blockers and stuff you can put on those. There's actually apps you can download that block that content. Mm-hmm. So because we talked about how gar- guiding your eyes is such a guarding, yeah, guarding. Is, yeah, guarding yeah. your eyes. Excuse me, um, is such a hard thing to do nowadays with yeah. just the way things are. I mean, you can't turn the TV on. I mean, just flipping through channels, some of the commercials are well, ridiculously inappropriate. Well, it's true, and well, and I'm just, well, well, we're gonna just be real, real honest here for a minute. Even with all those blockers on. Some the enemy's wily. Yeah, I mean, even sometimes, with that, you still have to be careful. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes because it's happened to Stephen, yeah. he has got every filter set on his phone, and we were one time we were I was doing the Daniel fast, and he was googling some recipes for me for unleavened bread or yeah, something. I don't yeah, know like it was. yeah, it was. But I can't remember what was yeast free bread used. or something, and you were looking up like rolls or some kind bread of roll or, or something, some buns of some kind, or I don't remember. And um, anyway, hamburger buns. I don't remember. What no, and and I think it wasn't buns because I can see how he but, put but buns no, I don't, in I don't the search. Like no, bun. it was a roll. It was things. rolls or it was just bread, whatever. He was just looking up these making bread without yeast, right? Or the recipes for that, and like literally unleavened bread. Adult content came up in that yeah, search. Some of it. And yeah, I was it, like, some other stuff, some of the stuff I was searching for came up too, but then yeah. it had adult content. Just like literally had nothing to do with searching for a recipe. And so I was so, I had such righteous anger well up in me. And right. I, and so I just spoke, I said, I see you, Amy. I know what you're doing. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. And I said, and I just went to war and I said, 
And, and then I said, I said, do the search again. I told you, do the search again. I said, search again exactly what you searched no, last time. No. And he did it, and it was fine. There was nothing. Yeah. 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 So don't, I mean. Well, and you got and even like, like I said, even when, the point is, even with some of that technology on your phone, mm-hmm. you, you still got to be careful, but that definitely will help. Yeah. Um, you also have to realize there's, we're, as Christians or believers, you know, when you're walk, walking the way we have to walk and, and stepping out and doing things, there's going to be temptations out there. Oh, yeah. Temptation in and of itself is not sinful. It's how you react to the temptation. Yeah. Well, and, and it, they, it tells us we're, we're always going to be tempted. Right. We're going to be tempted until the day we're called home because right. the world has temptation in it. Right. That's why <laughs> we live in a fallen world. That's why. Um, well, there's something, you know, something Paul said in the Bible, and again, I don't have the verse, but he said, basically said, there is no temptation you experience that is unique to you. That means everybody mm-hmm. deals with temptations. Yep. You're not special because you deal with temptations. Everybody has to deal with that. Right. But yeah. there's resources, especially if you're if you're really struggling with an addiction. Yeah. You know, it could be porn. You know, we're talking about pornography tonight because that was just heavy on my heart about that. But you know, it can be alcohol. There's Food. lots of yeah. Food's an addiction too, and we're gonna touch on that at some uh-huh. point too because I ain't talked about. Yeah. Um, that I noticed, but. Yeah. But uh, there's lots of many other women and men that are dealing with the same things that. Same mm-hmm. things that you are, you know, if you're struggling with that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, if, if we're going to honor God, mm-hmm. you know, then we, we have to, there has to be some effort on our part. You know, God ain't going to just, yeah. you know. I mean, it's not, I mean, the thing is, is, yeah, there's hope, but it's not just going to get plopped in your lap. You know, you have to do the work. Right. You know what I mean? You have to be, be committed. Well, God, you know, you can you know. get delivered from that, and God can do that for you, but you have to be yeah. ready to go when God's ready to move, too. You know, I yep. love that, that Lester Summerall thing where he talked about, um, yeah, I think he was in Japan or China or something, and mm-hmm. and the point was is that when God's ready to move, you need to be ready to go. Yes. Um, he was ready to go some, you know, he didn't have a train ticket to go somewhere, and God, he, God had called him somewhere, and he said, well, I don't have a train ticket, so as soon as that train ticket shows up, you know. I'll go. I'll yeah. go, but... He got up that morning and got himself all ready, and he was suit mm-hmm. on, briefcase, Packed up. all set to go, yep. and, you know, and knock on the door. Waiting, waiting on the Lord. Right, waiting on the Lord, and, and, and yep. God moved, but, you he know, did. he was dressed and ready to go, so. Yep, yep. and he said, then he, and then he said the interesting thing, he said, I was ready to go when God moved, right. and he said, if I hadn't been ready and God moved, I would have missed it. He wouldn't have had time to get to I'll that miss train. train. Yeah. So we have yeah. to also be ready to ready to go when God's ready to move. Yeah. You know, God ain't gonna Yeah. It's an interesting, interesting way of looking at things, you know. And that always stuck with me that in that testimony he was talking about. It's it's quite yeah. lengthy, but in that one snippet that really always stuck yeah. with me. It was so good. Um, well, and the other thing too is you have to be completely done and and want to close that door. Right. You you because it would it was what's it say it says God doesn't oh man I think Vlad Vlad has those those lines that he always says in his sermons, it's, this was so good, he said remember God doesn't deliver us from our friends he delivers us from our enemies right. so porn has to be your enemy right. it cannot be your friend you have to legit not want this in your yep. life you have to be completely done with it yeah no matter how hard it is. Yep. You have to yeah. be done with it, otherwise you're not going to get free from it. Mm-mm. You're not. Nope. You really, you're just not going to get free from it. 
You have to get to that point where you're done. You know, it's only you're going to get delivered from that addiction. But, um, but yeah, so it's not hopeless. There is hope. Right. You just have to be ready and you have to just. You have to have the yeah. effort on your part too. Yep, there, you do. There does. Um, and as always, um, as we wrap up here, we want to, um, we want to pray a prayer before we end. Um, and then, uh, we'll close out. In the name of Jesus, I bind the demonic spirits of lust, confusion, compromise, hiding, lying, fornication, unholy covenants, pornography, self-destruction, self-delusion, and specifically the Jezebel spirit and any other unclean spirits in your life. I break every soul tie that you have with anyone that's other than the person that God has reserved just for you. I pray for all believers who are struggling with the secret sin to feel deep conviction but not let that conviction sit and condemn them, but motivate them to turn their hearts back to the merciful and forgiving God. Embrace them with your love, Lord. Let your presence be so felt that there will be no temptation to substitute your real love for the cheap decoy of the enemy, which is lust. In the name of Jesus, we ask that you place your angels at the doorways of every house of destruction, that is strip clubs, pornography shops, the porn industry, in the houses of prostitution. Let the presence of the Holy Spirit hit every heart that enters into those places. Let the cries of Jesus be heard to everyone that is searching to fill themselves with anything other than you, Lord. Bless those places and sanctify those areas to be sacred ground. Buildings and workers that were once used to destroy homes and marriages will, will now be used to win souls for you, God, to restore relationships and marriages, and to help build a community that loves to serve God. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. So we hope that you all found this very helpful and insightful. And again, if, if you know someone that could benefit from this, please share this episode with them. Right. And as always, um, if you need prayer for anything, we would love to pray for you all. So just let us know how we can do that. You can email us at the Devoted Life podcast at gmail.com and um, again we're just so grateful for those of you that continually support this podcast and tune in week after week we appreciate you all and we love you all and we wish you a blessed week and we will see you on our next one bye thank you